Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, are we ready? I'm just trying to keep it all straight in my head over here. What, the dates of everything? No, all of the millions of creeps I have inside my body. Oh yeah, mine looks, it's going to be chaotic, but here I we go. I have 94 to the creeps. I'm going to just, okay. do you never want to just, like you wish things, with this we were talking about the other night when we were out for dinner was, when you get so into true crime and you're doing it for so long, do you ever start to wish that like a crime would occur to you? No. Because you'd be like, great content. Oh, oh, depends on the crime. Low level um, burglary. Oh, I I would wish I would stumble across something do you know that I could. Yeah. Hang on. Save Jen the found day. A tooth. Of course, found the tooth. I found a tooth. I witnessed the um, Runaway. assault. I, I rang was, the guards and the guard said, is this voice talent Sophie White from The Creep Dive? <laughs> we've had loads yeah. of stuff. And I was nearly scammed by that developer. Yes. On LinkedIn. So we're all, there's, there's crimes happening all around us. Left also, center. I'm debating a death faking. Um, Giving away now, Sophie, so you have. But this is our small family of tens of thousands of listeners. Trusted. Mm. Guys, don't tell anyone I said this. But... New novel, Where I End, out at Halloween. Yes. Wouldn't it be great if, if I you died oh. and my last novel. work was called Where I End and Will the, leave the sales would sure. just What soar. if you wrote a novel about someone going missing and you go missing, but the novel is littered with clues as to where you are? Mm, oh, that's Agatha genius. Christie And it's style. some sort of like interactive novella experience. <laughs> that's why I was trying to make her write a book that's like pick your own ending. Ugh, I was saying how I don't like that stuff. Do you remember the Black Mirror episode? It wasn't very fun. It wasn't really pick your own ending. It was just a couple of different possibilities. And then they kept making you 
I back into the yeah. living room. And I tried <laughs> them all and it was always the same outcome. Yeah. Anyway, here we are in the creep dive. Any creeps of this week um, cropping up? Oh, I have one. <laughs> Why do we come here? I don't know. Oh, yeah. All right. Like We've this... got to do three episodes today, Jen. Sorry. Off you go. Right. So uh, many, many, many people, and I'm talking about more than seven, DM'd me this link because a hugely important thing has happened. Uh, a woman has married a ragdoll and birthed a ragdoll baby. No, she hasn't. <laughs> she fell in love, got married, and has now mothered a child. So her name is Mary Vaughan Rocca Mores. She's 37. She was complaining to her mum, look, I'm single. That's very late 30s behavior, isn't it? <laughs> kind of. Uh, <laughs> I'm single. I'm fed up. I want someone to dance with. And so she made Marcello dance the oh right time. God. I know I you shouldn't say someone's cloth. baby is ugly, but this woman's baby is <laughs> She fell in love with Marcello. Uh, they even had a wedding. How did they get people to participate in this? Cassie, she had 250 people attend a wedding during oh the wedding. Oh my yeah, God. But she had some medical, medical professionals, professionals attending the birth. Oh, sorry. I'm getting on to the birth, okay. right? Okay. So she had a huge wedding. ceremony. 250 people were in uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And then quickly, soon after, um, after, as she said, not using a condom, she fell pregnant with her baby ragdoll. So she gave birth to Ragdoll in a 35-minute live stream <laughs> and, uh, with a doctor, a real doctor and nurse present, and she confirmed it was pain-free. <laughs> 200 people watched the live stream. Two, only uh, 200? I know. I don't That's think she, it, the publicity sad. came after the fact. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if she had, you know, been pr- pregnant with a Ragdoll baby. And, and then she'd been like doing lots of hashtag bump journey content all the way along we would have been more invested in the ragdoll pregnancy but she just appeared at the end so anyway she said look do we have footage of the live stream still uh, we have stills um yeah google it up there uh you could just google ragdoll baby birth um so she confirms that yes marcello is the man she always wanted in her life and married life with him is wonderful he doesn't fight with me he doesn't argue he just understands uh, Marcello is faithful and um, he is such a man and all women envy him, she says. So obviously a bit of strange um, uh, translation there. So she said, when I first made Marcello and introduced him to my mum, I fell in love with him and it was love at first sight. It was because I didn't have a foro dancer. I think that's a type of Brazilian dancing. And, uh, and she would go to these dances alone and no one wanted to be dance with her. I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at people not wanting to dance with her. I'm just laughing at the wedding pictures. The go face on. of the Marcello. Look, the face of Marcello. Um, oh, no, to be fair, I'm sorry for slacking the baby spits of the father. <laughs> but also... Oh, no, she's taking him into the pool. Like, uh, no. This is not going to end well. She has him in a, a tire floaty. But he's become moist atop of breast. I know it's not about this. Yeah. But like. <sighs> she's a 10 and Marcello's she's a, a 7. She's a handsome looking woman. Marcello isn't 
That's actually, you know, all's right with the world because men always marry well. Always. Mm. Yeah. He's punching we're up. Accept- punching we, we are very accepting, right. I think, as gender, generally speaking. He must actually not be that heavy if she's able to carry him around. She seems to do a lot of carrying but him she's around. She wouldn't want to let him take on any water. Yeah. Well, that's, well, devastation because on the wedding day, 250 people, it was a wonderful <laughs> day, she said, for me. Very important, very emotional, but it rained a lot. <gasps> which caused a number of issues. Can really put a dampener on the day. <laughs> so she got down the aisle in the end and the wedding night, um, they enjoyed it a lot, she said. He has many great qualities. Uh, one downside, lazy. Lazy. I knew it. Doesn't Flopping, work. Flopped around the at house. At all. Starfished with Does, the lovemaking. Doesn't lift a finger. <laughs> like, Possibly because like, they're fused into a mid <laughs> shape. I No. They're has she given no, a digits? He's got, he's got separate fingers. Got look, look, there they are. And uh, soon after <laughs> the zoom in. She says of the wedding night It's true Marcello got me pregnant He didn't take care of himself And he didn't use a condom Marcello. Oh my god um, He so looks look, I like really enjoy Because um, we know Marcello as well so I have a friend I'm really Marcello. imposing yeah. Marcello's personality On Marcello the ragdoll But one thing you couldn't say About real life Marcello Is, is that, that he's lazy. lazy No he's very he's Certainly not man. He's a bit too active You could say he, There is this. He's the spits of the uh, Lionel Richie bust <laughs> In his cast The hello video she I said, think look, he's very like The Frank head Except mm. rendered In Fabric and cloth yep. instead of papier mache and cum. <laughs> <laughs> he got her pregnant. They took the test. It was positive. She couldn't believe it. Um, <laughs> I can imagine she, she was shocked. And uh, look, the the pregnancy went through without a hitch. It came to the day of the birth. She didn't feel contractions, uh, but seeing the placenta and umbilical cord. That made it very real. Excuse me. <laughs> Please, what were they constructed out of? She was 35 minutes in labor. It really upsets her when people say it's fake. It makes her angry. So she's a woman of character, she says. My father, my mother taught me to be honest. I'm a good person. I don't want to take advantage of anything. So it's hard to know the lay of the land here. Look, we accept, understands her. We accept this type of love in particular because inanimate objects, there's no, we're not dealing with consent. You have at it. You just live your goddamn life. But to that wedding, I'd say, was gas. The fair play to her now. Up and about only weeks after the birth, I'd say. Yeah. Heft of In child. jeans yeah. at some kind of... Uh, in well, jeans. It's, it's at an event that... Looks like line Requires dancing event. So matching hats. Yeah, I would say line dancing. It could be that event, that, that that dance thing she was talking about earlier. Wait a minute. What? I've just seen something. A dick. Have you seen a bulge? Now this is, okay, hear me out. This might be a bit tinfoil hatty, but. <laughs> really? Marcello yeah. She he's looks got a dick. to take the same size trouser as his wife. Mm. So if we look closer. Do you think that he's Marcello might he's be Absolutely. Packing He's packing And <laughs> what you can see From those tight jeans That is the same size As his wife's Is, is that, that he's got, got a semi Circumcised <laughs> <laughs> And he's got a semi So fair play to her Oh my god It is known as Objectphilia The people who love Inanimate objects Yes And here's yes, some other yes. Examples for you Amanda Liberty Is in love with 25 chandeliers <laughs> A 33 year old Amanda no. Liberty Proposed to her Favourite chandelier On Valentine's Day In 2017 How could you pick a fave After purchasing Numeric No we covered the people Who we did love the 
buildings and the, and the train she station. Never the San Diego train station. There's been Love a man it. in a car, Ford Fiesta, and but this. Tell me more about the chandeliers. This is really Am unusual. I'm thinking that the woman who fell in love, love with the Eiffel Tower previously dated the Berlin Wall. <laughs> Guys, yeah, yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah, I took her well to love, love. She quote unquote the Berlin Wall ghosted her. After. <laughs> remembering that the San Diego train station had been a bit of a fuckboy and <laughs> that she'd been kind of treated on fucking ghosted by the train station there's another oh woman. she got banned oh, no yeah. one oh, of them, one of them was, the was banned no, the woman, the train, train station. station. That woman got banned from the particular train corner, station. Guys. It was a, it was a contentious, contentious, contentious issue. Yeah. It was. Look at and this a little public girl. display of affection issue. Do you remember your one who's shown her tits to the gorilla in the zoo? In and oh in yeah, zoo as well. look at oh, this a future podcast the host attending yeah. the ragdoll wedding. Yeah, she's that taking it all girl. in. So. She looks skeptical. She yeah, looks confused. Oh my god! What about when they did the line about? Does anyone have any? Does anyone issues object? with this union? Any no, Tell me, about, rude, tell me about the chandelier. Okay. Um, she says she loves kissing and cuddling Lumiere. Um, you can't control who you fall in love with, True. and things just went from there. Twenty-five chandeliers, chandeliers. on the ground. Cats are in this. In yeah, the she ceiling. cuddles them. Look at this. She cuddles she's them cuddling. as she's sitting down watching. Oh Jesus! Telly, little cuddle. Jesus fucking Christ, guys. Um, and then she wears these tiny ones as earrings. There's, mm-hmm. she's in an open relationship with Lumiere. <laughs> None of my chandeliers are jealous of each other. They understand that I love them all for their different personalities. Dude, she said she first I fell in love with a drum. I don't know. I'd say they're all I'm versions of Lumiere. Children. I'd imagine <laughs> they're not that different. She said she first fell in love with a drum set at 14 years of age, <laughs> and she'd previously been in love with the Statue of Liberty. That's very For popular. which she legally changed her name. Into, I think we covered her before. She's gone to move to Chandeliers. Um, she visited New York six times to visit it, but in the end, the long distance relationship took um, its toll. The long distance took its toll. Good for her. And um, we fractal, her well. Fractal Tetris Hurricane, another woman. She's in love with Tetris, she, has changed her name. She's she's taken its name. Taken Tetris's name. What's her first name? Very fractal. traditional. Uh, fractal. I don't no. know if that's a, that's an... Oh, whose legal name is Norul. So she changed her name to Fractal Tetris. Yes. She sense. told Inside Edition that she fell in love with Tetris and has been in a relationship with the video game for a year and a half. And I do plan on marrying Tetris. Obviously, I can't actually marry an object, but it's possible to have a commitment ceremony. Do you think they... Just like the gays before 2015. <laughs> this is mad. I am actually doing a story that is Tetris related. Oh, so... Yes. I love when this happens. But I'm still in... Research Frog. mode? Yeah. Hmm. It's, yeah. Interesting. And it's, it's Tetris and it's got uh, shades of Ghislaine. Oh, you have to do this. Do you I know, know it's timely. It? Yeah. I, yeah, I know, I know. I gotta, I gotta fucking kick my own arse actually because it's not one of the many creeps on the list today. <laughs> do you but just because you... Tetris came up, I said, that reminds me. Guess who was on this list here now? Our good friend Amanda Teague with photos of her wedding. Marrying Ooh, the I, ghost of Captain Not to Jack be a pedant Sparrow. But that is He is not an object He is a spectre mm. That's I'm Not sorry. the same No it's not the same She it's can't be included same. She cannot 
No. Um, She's not wishing all and each and every one of those individuals well, and even probably more, more of that, please. Okay, we do a quick other creep of the week. Hundred percent. Um, just because it's local, as you know, I do enjoy a local creep. All the better to potentially get sued over. I say. <laughs> okay. Love living on the edge. Um, has everyone been keeping abreast of, um. Randy Santel. No. And his visit to Crumlin. What? So <laughs> this is um a YouTuber, Randy Santel. And he um is known on YouTube for doing um epic eating challenges. Yes, I did see this. And yeah. uh basically he has um devoured what's been called a humongous Dublin breakfast roll. From memory. Coming out of Pip's Cafe in Crumlin. Hey, Pip's. Pip's Cafe. Neighbours, practically. So um, we're talking like... 22 inches. 22 inch baguette. That's four stories high. Minimum. From split open. Topped with... Go on. 10 bacon rashers. 10 bacon... D- no problem so at all. rashers. Abs- yeah, no problem. 10 rashers. Yeah. 10 sausages. That's my tip you. Six hash browns. No problem. That's sick. That's a carb oh, on a carb. That's immense. Five eggs. I'd easily do that. Five white puddings. Now, I am unsure yes. whether it is white pudding rounds or five white puddings. No, must be rounds. Don't be ridiculous. Five black puddings. Gross. And beans, all served with a portion of chips. Mm. The meal looks rather impossible to finish. For one person. But doubtful onlookers were... Shamed for their skepticism because Randy ate it all up. So Randy is even scooping off the like little stray beans that had wandered. But Randy's a serious competitor. He's a serious competitor, but he did say, he's quoted as saying that actually this is the least confident I have ever been going into a challenge. He said that to all the guys. I didn't believe in myself in the beginning (laughs) because I wasn't as ready as I wanted to be based on how big that thing was. And uh, Pip's Cafe themselves Shocked Said Hopefully now After having the best in the business Do the challenge We can attract some more big names To attempt it And I want to say Pip's Get in touch I I I never know my camera Never know what camera I'm on We could do this We could do this Now it's We could sit down And have one each maybe Because we can't do three Take on one But we're not professional We're not fucking three Girls, Guys, one I'm sandwich. Just, um, <laughs> I, I'm a vegetarian. So <laughs> I'm not going to participate. the beans and the bread. So we'll take on She's the meat. Cheating. Boom. I I'll take the hash browns. I want, I really want to do this. Do we think we could? Do you, like, look at it. No, this I is feel like I definitely come by pips. Do you know what? Yesterday ate, I was in bits yesterday with indigestion. <laughs> no, no, we're really. So no. I'm actually wondering... If Could I'm you? the person to do this, maybe Jen might take it. Um, I say the three of us take it on. Uh, Cass, you can go in the middle with the vegetarian. Sophie, we start either end. We're not professionals, nah, which we is why we're allowed to do three on one. They could make us some sort of one and a half variety. But uh, equally, here's a couple of tips. Immediately, I'm already like, no liquids. None. Well, Certainly here we go. Not a fizzy. Um, no there fizz. is a Dublin guy who took on the challenge himself and? called Will Morgan. Rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> he hadn't eaten. So basically, and I think this might, I'm not sure if this was the right way to go, but he fasted from 6 p.m. 
the previous evening. That's not However, That's just eating your dinner and then going to bed in the but, evening. But what about your little bit of chocolate and tea while you watch TV? None of that. No, what about your Minderos? A huge sacrifice on his on his end. <laughs> I couldn't. I simply couldn't. Also, to me now, it would be a danger to come into anything overly hungry because I would yeah. absolutely Start blow fast. my load. Absolutely. When that food hits your tummy, you're going to fill up too quickly. Yes. Exactly. Also, stomach would have yes shrunk, contracted or yeah, shrunk, c- shrunk, making it fuller. He's yes. got a really interesting. Oh right, he's just at it with his fingers. So sausages are gone. He's going at with chips. He's he's not eating it like a breakfast roll. No, he's just his hand. He's, he's, he's stuffing it in via fisting it oh, into but himself. He's isn't mind to his facial tidiness and utilizing a napkin. Look, a he's not, do you know what's interesting about him? He has the jaw of a regular sized person. I would have thought of a professional super speed eater that the, you know, Anaconda. the mastication would what's mean oh. desperate damn levels of jaw. But he looks regular. Or he's taking, oh my God, he's drinking water yeah, he during is. the challenge. I suppose to he's ease traking, the passage and he's maybe. Traking, he's taking all Deep this breaths. stuff off, oh, off the bread and he's going in with a fork. Oh, sick. And oh, no, a spoon, a big spoon. Ah, oh, sick. So for listeners at home, he's got a mound of sandwich contents now just, just in the middle of an, an overly sized, it's not really a plate, it's like one of those and he's going kind of quickly. catering trays. No and he's got the bread annexed over on the right hand side. And there, look, the, all the contents gone now. It's not, not a really large spoon. It's not that large a roll. I thought we were looking at, like, when you saw the picture, I thought we were looking at, like, a French stick. It's a 22 inch roll. Yeah, but That's they, what they claim, but that looks short. The child eating Mr. Freeze in the background is very distracting, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> I It's just, just panned to a woman in the audience saying, Oh my gosh. Oh my Mouthing, god. Oh my god. <laughs> now he's going for the bread. He's left the chips for last. I, just think. I mean you you just forget about you just do you do pick away at a couple of chips and before you know you've had two thousand of them. Do you know that you have to do it in forty five minutes? I think well, this video is an hour and thirteen minutes, but he's just getting a bit of ketchup for the chips. He's moved on to a Coke Zero. Guys, there's been deaths. Like with Will these Will game, Morgan actually surrendered. Games. Did he? Yes, you're given. He's standing. A white flag. <laughs> it might just be the napkin. <laughs> a second <laughs> to can. signal your surrender. But if if you manage, and to be, I just want to shout out to Will. Like he did hit the thirty minute mark, you know. But he really, that was it. Like he did actually, according to sources and witnesses, there was apparently quote a staggering amount of food left on his plate. Sorry, Will. Sorry, Guys, I just I reported as I find it. Will competitive eating is a dangerous sport. It so is. I'm just yeah. looking here. In 2019, 41 year old woman died while participating in an amateur taco eating contest. Oh, I just I was that a, a crispy shard gone down wrong way because very painful. She bloody choked. Another uh, hot dog eater choked and died. I know though. Now, okay. But that sounds like eating's a dangerous business, not necessarily competitive. Eating. Maybe no. But we have speed, perforated speed. stomachs. We have aspiration, pneumonia. That's more competitive eating. Territory. We have d- d- desperate things. So the stomach bursting, yeah. Yeah. Man dies after choking on a chicken w- chicken wing in a thing. Sausage eating contest. Choked. Imagine, imagine choking on a sausage, and that's the thing that takes you off this earth. Well. It's one of those things. Man dies in pastry eating I would say in terms of like odds, I'd say I have high chances. In terms of percentage of life spent eating sausages. Yeah. 
and it's high likelihood that I might die during during that. the process. I love sausages. Here's a controversial one. I love sausages <laughs> as an Irish person. Yeah, you ready for this? Go on. Don't like a rasher. You're fucking sick. <laughs> You're sick. I'll have them. I'll have them in some specific sets of circumstances. Oh my God, we have drifted into recording an episode of Mother of Pod. Welcome to Mother of Pod. <laughs> with anyone who doesn't casting. listen. Hey, uh, anyway, you won't regret. You're a liar. I like I've rashers. Seen you, I've seen you enjoy your rasher. I'll have a BLT. Oh, that's good. I'll of you. have a rasher butter ketchup sandwich on toast, but I won't. If I won't get them in a fry scenario. What? Yeah. But they're the vehicle by which you mop up the beans. It's no, you that's, create a shovel on the end. The sausages. Right. No, no. Okay. So, uh, so can we talk free. Tetris? Is that what you're going to deliver to us today? No, I've got a, a host of choices for you guys. What? I've got Jesus Christ, it's a heist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I've got. Um, Oh, okay. I've got one that's like draped in darkness. It's a, like the conclusion of a long time creep. A creep of mine that predates the creep dive. So this is like, do you know everyone has their like passion projects? And my passion project is very uh, left, of, left of center, okay? But it's suddenly all come to a close. So you know the way you'd have a creep that you'd have kept abreast of all your life. Naturally. Samantha like, has a party. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And Dream dinner guest brought her up the other night. Yeah. yeah. Or like just like a creep fuck. that you'd particularly have tried. You identify with. Their progress. Okay. Yeah. Like, and sometimes you're the creep. Like with Peaches Geldof and I. Yeah. I'm the creep there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It just something, something, you know. So I became obsessed with this guy, Daniel Astor, many moons ago. And he's connected to a really famous murder, mm. but in a very opaque way. We don't know his exact involvement. I've always been fascinated by him. I've been trawling his Instagram for years, right. reading his stepmother's books. Now, suddenly, his story has come to an unexpected close, and it is time to tell his story and the story of Michael Alec and mm. the Club Kids murder. Let's go. Let's go. Dive. We have to do it. Or. No. No. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. So this for me started a few years ago when I read one of my most favorite books of all time. Here we go. What I Loved. It's the fucking best mm. novel of all time. She's been hammering on. I've, I've said it many a time. Yeah. Uh, it's by Siri Hustfed. And now you learned her name. Who is the wife of... Um, Paul Astor Auster okay. Who is One of the Biggest American novelists I So like Lots of people Would consider him To be more famous Than her And wonder perhaps Why I'm mentioning her first But mm. I rate her higher There we go Don't need a rasher In a fry And I think Siri Husfred Is fucking better Than Paul Astor Or Auster I might be saying his name wrong Alright Despite the enduring obsession I apparently never learned Daniel Sorry. Astor's last name Daniel or Paul? So Daniel's the son oh. So basically Here's how I first got into this Right I'd always been like I had an awareness of the New York club kids because obviously Jen and I grew up in the 90s when Cassie was just a fetus. I was just a baby. Um, we were watching Geraldo 
And or Geraldo, <laughs> as I used to call him. <laughs> Geraldo. Oh. <laughs> he was, uh, we should creep him one day. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Geraldo, who I will henceforth be referring to as Geraldo, was obsessed with the club kids in the 90s in New York. And they were, it was a big scene that was kind of like the carry, the, uh, the carrying on from Andy Warhol and the factory. Yeah. There was then this kind of, you know, it was like the remnants of the factory. RuPaul was um, a big fixture on the scene. Right. Uh, Loads of drag artists at the time, loads of uh, visual artists and hangers on and liggers. And uh, Geraldo was constantly inviting them all on his show and just doing one of those kind of like Jenny Jones style panels where they're like, Look at all these freaks. Yeah. Your kid could be meeting these freaks when out at (laughs) night. Do you know where your children are right now? Because they could be among these freaks. That freak's a man. (laughs) That freak's a woman. It's so fucking... The the best was when he he would say like, and like, how did you end up here? Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, sir, I'm wearing makeup. Uh, It's okay. You're going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. We're all okay. And that was the attitude of the people who came on. They were just calmly sitting in a (laughs) chair. Yeah. Um, uh, It's really funny because so much of the message of, say, RuPaul, like, is unchanged in 30 years and the culture is caught up do you know that kind of way like there's a really nice moment on one of the clips where RuPaul is like so the audience are like and RuPaul's like you know what are you talking about like we are you know expressing ourselves we love uh, doing this is you know yeah we love each other can everyone just stop and say love for a minute and like uh, she gets the whole audience to yeah. like say love. Yeah. And, like, it's just like nice. Yeah. Like, everyone calm down. <laughs> of course, there's, there's a lady in the audience with a feather in her hat. Oh, was is she, she outraged? Oh, she's one of the yeah. She's yeah. like a, an, an older old lady who like nobody can believe could be enjoys getting dressed up and going out and having fun. <laughs> can you believe it? So anyway, um, the um, <laughs> shock. Oh. The kind of next generation of club kids was um, kind of born into the kind of like late 80s, early 90s. So even RuPaul is like slightly older, a teeny bit older yeah. on the mm-hmm. scene than these kids. And they were kind of um, sort of, the scene was sort of like um, the kind of brainchild of like club promoters and then like club promoters of the day were basically like, the stars, the local celebs. They were called celebutants. They were um, by a guy called Michael Musto, who was like a journalist whose job was like the nightlife in New York. Yeah. And it's like New York City in the early 90s, like really fucking different to New York. New York, I think now they feel like Manhattan now is like a Disneyland version of Manhattan before the kind of great cleanup mm. of the 90s. Because with the fabulosity was the kind of grot. The carnage. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think lots of the grot was like all very like posturing. Yeah. Until then, this case basically, like the whole fate of the club kids turned on a dime when this case happened. God, so you know so, so much. Just naturally out of your own head. So wait. um, Just naturally <laughs> out of my own head. So... Right, cut to me, okay? Yeah. On, okay, I'm going all over the place. Right, I read this book, What I Loved. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
really enjoying it. The book's like set in the 80s art scene in Manhattan. Some yeah. of my favorite eras for fiction. If anyone has any recommendations of other books set in the 80s art scene in Manhattan. And it's all about this um, artist called Bill and his son, Mark, who uh, is, we meet him as a child and he's very troubled and he kind of grows up from being like a very kind of like sweet boy to then like a really troubled kind of weird teenager who like is really um horrible to his stepmom and like it's just all very kind of gets really kind of murky and weird when Mark grows up and gets mixed up in this scene downtown that's like led by this performance artist yeah jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Um, and this, there's like a lot of drugs It all kind of deteriorates And ends in a murder And then I was like This all sounds really familiar In this novel And I was like Oh it's based on Michael Alec The club kid And the murders of real life And then I was like This son aspect is kind of weird And then I realised that Siri Husfeld the author Has a stepson not called Mark, but called Daniel, who's troubled and weird and got in fell in with the club kids crowd. And I was like, did you just write a book about your weird. stepson and his horrible brush with this murder? Uh, I gotta make that coin. How? What'd you say? Gotta make that coin. Gotta make the coin. Everything is content. Everything, Everything is content. I made you some content. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that seems like a weird flex. Like in terms of like, you know, being a stepmom, I think you're always trying to make. I would imagine. Be nice. Mm. Yeah. And, or, and sort of per, not peripheral. And but not, not overstep. That seems like a major overstep. It does seem like Maybe a major he'd overstep. pissed her off. And she was just like, fuck you. I'm um, writing this book. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Like I definitely feel like family dinners. Awkward. Oh. So what um, happened So next? basically. I did some deep digging on um, Daniel Astor um, and there was a Look him up. Frustrate, don't, frustratingly little about him online at the time when I was reading the book. It was like maybe 2014. And I was like on his Instagram. His Instagram was very kind of cryptic. And I was finding out all different reports about this murder, that he mm. had been there, that there had been, you know, that he'd been there, he hadn't been there. And I was like, this is weird. Like his son, his dad is one of the most famous novelists in America, would have been up for the Nobel Prize. Why wasn't this all over the news? Exactly. Why wasn't it a bigger like, story? It's fascinating. Mm. Okay, so I'll take you back to 
the kind of heyday of the club kids where they're going on Geraldo every few months. And <laughs> Do you think they were all literally like, all right, who's next week? Yeah, yeah. Stephen, get up. And the best thing is they always have like about nine of them on stage and then about 40 in of the them audience. sitting in the audience looking kind of bored because yeah. they've probably been told that they can't do any drugs while they're filming. So they're literally like, how do we pass 40 minutes without cash? Yeah. What the fuck? Um, so basically, um, Michael Alec is like the absolute ringleader. They always just look so incredible. Like it's a real kind of like anyone who's a fan of like drag art or drag race or anything like that like all of the aesthetic is like really derived from these years and this aesthetic was derived from like the kind of Berlin cabaret scene of the like 30s and 40s like it's such a rich history of you know this kind of um like uh art and stuff and uh their makeup is always amazing. Mm-hmm. If you look up uh, Michael Alec himself and just look at some of his different looks. I'm just coming across brilliant sort of shitty versions. <laughs> look at your man there. Uh, oh, <laughs> with no. the flame eyes. That's oh, right. get him away. But the thing is actually, of all some of, the people, of it really is kind of shitty. Well, exactly. Like, You'll have really talented people who can really pull this off. And really create amazing then, costumes. Exactly. You'll have pretty average individuals <laughs> who are trying their best. Yes. Who are just wearing like my costume from the NCAD Halloween ball yeah, of 2004 exactly. where I went as Audrey 2 from Little Shop of Horrors it's your best and I had like a cage draped in green material and I couldn't drink my drinks because I had to reach my arm in, in the mouth the- anyway yeah um, like there's something like he always looks kind of impish yeah. and kind of like something like a mix of like child clown sort of mm. killer like it's and he's really angel kind of faced okay what's his name again so michael alec a l i g all right here we go and so he originally comes from like a really small town in indiana and his mom uh, is elky and he had a brother uh no mention of a dad she, she absolutely doted on her little boys all of the pictures of them growing up so cute she just said that like michael just was impish yeah. which is how he comes across pretty much all the time in all of his geraldo many appearances, appearances. yeah and um, just impish and like a bit of baldness i think we'd say in mm. ireland you okay. know yeah Sorry. but like you know also just the life and soul of the party kind of thing. And mm-hmm. she she also said that he was just always very like commercially minded. Eye on the bottom line. So when he was in school, he used to buy in bulk sweeties. We had people in our primary school who used to do this. Yeah. And then we had people who used to come home from Spain and sell smokes. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. And um, so basically, you, not in primary school. I think the smokes were in secondary school. But you know, you go and buy the multi packs. Yeah. Then you'd break them all up and price them individually and put like a hundred percent markup on yeah. them. Yeah. And he'd go and sell them in school. And he was known as the Candy Man. Oh, creepy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so you know, she was like really proud of him, which is like kind of sweet. Um. And then I think some people like would be like, oh, she was an enabler. But like, I don't. I don't think so. Was he into anything darker than Candy? Well, they loved, like, they watched horror movies. She Like, with his mom, like, they were really close. Yeah. Like, and um, 
she uh she like they were stayed in touch and everything and she he basically then went to New York and he went to college mm-hmm. and like I think he was like definitely smart enough in school to get into college and um but then he got a bit willed by the fun love making which well more just the fun of the nightlife and stuff like that but yeah he had uh, yeah he got it to New York and he got a boyfriend who's called DJ Kiyoki still DJs mm-hmm. um a lot of these people are like still out there banging the drum you know in various different ways which is really interesting like lots of these people have gone on to become internationally famous like Jane St. James and well RuPaul obviously but um she was a bit of a precursor um anyway he got really into the nightlife scene in uh, New York and he wanted to get a job basically creating club nights and he was desperate to get into like the big famous New York nightclubs like uh, the limelight and the tunnel mm-hmm. were like the big scene. And uh, he was um, very, uh, yeah, just really good at like drumming up the crack yeah, in yeah. a big way. And at the very beginning, it seemed to be like not like drug fueled in like an insane degree. But I kind of wonder how could it have not been mm. Mm. Um, light, light, um, light drugs, perhaps party drugs, just the party ones, just the party drugs. Um, yeah, so they I think he himself was just not overly into the drugs part of things. And yes, I think as ever, like there was a lot of drugs in New York. Mm. <laughs> like as, as it has been as it shall remain kind of thing and so anyway he was started putting on these like really wild like quote-unquote wild kind of uh, party nights where like they'd just be called stuff like gore <laughs> and it would just be like gore everywhere yeah. and um I'm trying to think he started a, a club night that was really successful called da- Disco 2000 and it was like a party on a Wednesday night in um, a big club called the Limelight. And he uh, basically had like just this kind of huge roster of like personalities that were like famous around the time in New York. Um, one was called Jenny Talia. Nice. I do like her. Yeah. She's kind of cute. Let's have a look at um, There was like other people who went on to become famous like um, Amanda Lepore. Do you know her? She's the really uh, plastic surgery lady. Um, Amanda Lepore. She's she's a trans woman and she's like really uh, big yes, boobs, so big, tiny I- waist. Iconic. Iconic, exactly. Um, and yes, so his club nights were getting really popular, really popular. And he... Um, was just kind of this little pied piper mm-hmm. of the scene and he was like constantly featured on page six which is the gossip page in the new york post and as you said he was a pet of geraldo <laughs> and they also like did all of the kind of um original kind of flash mob parties where like they'd all he arranged to descend on like a kind of like normie place like a Dunkin Donuts or a tube station and just like start having a rave basically 
Um, and so then he, yeah, he'd have other ones where he just like, he had like a filthy mouth. Some of it seems just so innocent. Mm. Like they're all just like dressed up. They look fucking fabulous. Mm. It's like varying degrees of like incredible costuming and like, you know, batshit makeup. And like you said, some of them totally shit. Some of them like really beautifully made. And then like, you know, the, a night's like a filthy mouse contest where contestants just had to shout obscenities. I mean, it's pretty cute. He got like a disco truck. So it's like an 18 wheeler. And he created a club night inside this truck that like drove around um, New York. But like, it was just so shoddily done that like the speakers were just like falling on the like 200 people who were inside. And also there's no ventilation. So like after a while, people just couldn't breathe. Yeah. (laughs) You know, just kind of like slight lack of, um, you know, foresight there. And um, yeah. And so all the kind of flash parties and things like that were like getting him um, a big name. And like, it was just kind of like, oh, Anything he touched, like, just made money. And he started working with this um, club owner called Peter Gation, who owned the Limelight and some other clubs in uh, in New York. And he's such a, like, shadowy figure, Peter Gation. That's the man. Okay, uh, yeah, you'll just Google him first. I won't say a word. How do you spell Gation? G-A-T-I-A-N or E-N? All right, let's have a look. Oh, God. An iPad. <laughs> oh, well, that's really... He, what he is, is a man in an iron jumper mm, with, with an, an iPad. I mean, we should have a game of like, just add an iPad. Just to, to anything, just to see what it does to the vibe. But it's Peter Gation was a shadowy weird. kind of club owner who was kind of Michael Alex's boss, essentially. Okay. But like, um, Peter Gation... Uh, started like putting drug dealers on his payroll and things mm. like that. Oh, okay. Which like it's I kept all through the story I kept having to be like, oh yeah, drugs are illegal. <laughs> and being like, wait, some of this isn't like just a isn't the best. Happy fun. <laughs> yeah. Um and like but Peter Gation was more on the sh- sort of seedy side at that stage. Yeah. Mm. It, like, Picture he's not in drag. He no, looks yeah. like a kind of skeezy individual with an eye patch. White guy. Yeah, I'd say rich. Yeah, he looks... But definitely, like, we wouldn't know what he's into. I'd say fingers in pies and not in the fun way. Similar to a fingerless glove. And (laughs) iPad really throws things into the weird. Doesn't it? And I think legit wearing one. I don't know if there's an eye beneath the patch. No, we don't. Mm. We don't have any backstory of the eye patch. Gotcha. Okay, so meanwhile, the kids are having fun. And uh, so Alec comes up with a party called uh, Blood Feast, which is in 1992, this party, where he has... um, So he's obsessed with like B-movies and like gore and like all those horror movies that he would have watched with his Mm -hmm. mom growing up and stuff like that. And like, same. (laughs) Um, But like more obsessed? Um, but the thing is, so much of this stuff just feels really art college as yeah, well. Like, exactly. I don't know whether mm. if I had kind of, do you know, I was a bit like reading all this and being a bit like, I mean, all of this. Who among us that hasn't poured blood upon themselves? Yes. In the name of performance experimenting. Art. Yeah. Uh, like, I can't, like, people in glass houses, like, I threw blood on myself within the last 18 months. <laughs> No, I know. All, as readers of Corpsing. You're collecting no. red flags. 
So I, that's what I thought all, all the way through this. I was like, you know, relatable. In retrospect, there's a lot people could come up with if they, if we did anything, for example. Yeah. Just dug in. Thousands of hours of sound bites. That's why. Thousands of hours. That's why things like experimenting on small animals and interest in corpse, you know, the old animals are, are, are fine, normal and relatable. And not red flags. You just offered up yet another soundbite to add to the oh. dossier. Well, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, this one seems very like, okay, so the flyer was um, uh, made up to look like, so it was Alec, his severed head, with genitalia crouched over him, eating his brains with a spoon. Oh, that sounds wonderful. And holding a hammer. <gasps> Foreshadowing. Oh, Ooh. shit bags. Is he going to and die? So uh, when they actually went to the event, Blood Feast, as it was called, um, they got like all the club kids got real chunks of liver from the butchers to like, you know, like rub all over themselves. And they had like James St. James was like lying on top of this glass casket and inside was somebody else pretending to be a corpse. Uh. I was very art college yes. and they said that like in the party because of all like the heat and the sweat and the dancing and then all the like liver it all started to be Smelling. really whiffy yeah and um quite disgusting mm. it's kind of like what an unbelievable cock block to like go out clubbing cover yourself in liver and then be kind of rancid yeah and then unable possibly to, to like attract. score anyone yeah like you know, yeah, just a real boner kill. Um, at one Disco 2000 party, an amputee danced until his prosthesis fell off, uh, at which point a girl fell upon the prosthesis and started humping it. Love that. Um, there was a woman who would insert soda bottles into various RFI okay. and spray unsuspecting crowd. What? Well, okay. So at another point, there is chat about champagne enemas going on. Right. And I did watch some footage, obviously, um, for research purposes. And the champagne enema is spectacular. If anyone has the time, go and look it up on YouTube. Um, Don't mind if I do. Or maybe it was a clip in one of the documentaries I watched. But either way, the champagne enema, absolute genius. And it's all the like hose paraphernalia that you would associate with the champagne enema. Yeah. And obviously then the spraying of the crowd. Oh, it's crowd. bringing me directly to porn. Possibly. Yeah. Mm. But with this woman and her soda bottles, I cannot help but wonder, and we are in New York, so I can quote Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> it's piss. N- no, I was going to say, is it like a small, here we go, Diet Coke, small oh, style bottle. I see. Shake it up. Stuff it then inside put you. It in, like back it in. And then, and let then it explode out. Yeah. Sorry yes. to the patrons who have a visual on all this. I apologize for everything I've I just think been that doing could there. Work. I think but that could I work. think your butt would be better. They also did just have stuff like the piss drinker, who was a lad who get up and drink his piss on his own piss on stage. Alec as well had a little bit of a kind of a pissophilia. Which Jen and I know well from having children. Yeah. Um, very, very similar to uh, you on this week's Mother Podcast. Alec used to piss in cups 
and offer them as drinks to other people as well. As like a little gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Much Interesting. like one My of own Jen's own. children this week. And <laughs> <laughs> um, they also had like a room, um, uh, sorry, uh, a party called emergency room where people dressed up as doctors and um, prescribed ecstasy and ketamine uh, to the various uh, party goers and uh, baffling to the drunk. Yeah, so basically they'd like write prescriptions. Oh. And uh, the person would get their prescription. And then because it was one of Peter Gation's pubs, they or clubs, they'd be able to like go outside down the hall, give the drug dealer who's on the payroll the prescription and um, have their prescription. Have at it. And as we all know, drugs make everything better. Yeah. And no part of this story proves otherwise mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one of the other, there was always lots of rumors as well about like the levels of depravity. Like, you know. Oh, no doubt. Uh, like the rumors were far worse than anything that actually ever happened. Well, that's it. It was like, definitely there was like rumors and definitely like Michael Alec just loved the notoriety so much. And so did like James St. James was like his real kind of like frenemy kind of like almost competitor they're friends but they're bitchy yeah. but they're our friends and then like another really good friend called Ernie Glam and he also had like his boyfriend DJ Kiyoki like they're all such a kind of a gang and so they loved the notoriety so like even when there was rumors going around that Alec Michael Alec had sold a German kid into sexual servitude he'd just be like oh, I can't believe I did that oh <laughs> So no, did I? I? But did I? Who knows? Maybe I did. You know, a lot so of nobody kind of quite knew where the kind of play ended and reality exactly. Began. And like so much, and I feel like this. I remember this from art college as well. Like so many people were doing it in a knowing way and being kind of like, "I'm taking the piss out of like capitalist America," and then you know, you're also just like serving that machine by being a part of this in club it. and the the club scene had its own hierarchy you're not living in some fucking just a, a utopia rejecting capitalist society you're almost like taking mm. some of those values and bringing it into your your supposedly alternative do you know what yeah, I mean? exactly. like there was basically still kind of like cool kids and hangers on and wannabes and like kind of bullying and just kind of like you know just the same old fucking school shit Except it was way better to look at. Yeah, exactly. So then basically, kind of by the mid 90s, uh, Michael, Alec himself and all of them were like, do you know what? Actually, I'm a bit more into drugs than I thought it was. Mm. At the beginning, he was like, I don't think drugs are actually great. I've got this under control. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What do you know? What do you know? And so they were very, very interested in ecstasy ketamine and then you know with drugs obviously much like a breakfast sandwich in crumlin you just need more More. and more Mm -hmm. and uh so then it was straight to heroin with them oh dear and it's weird because (sighs) heroin users get in touch or well i know heroin's a funny one because i feel like not a lot of people know people who have, have used, used heroin and can report back in a like 
knowledgeable uh, a report back on in a knowledgeable what way the experience is like yeah mm. except for like chronic addiction mm. and bad really well like as in like the inevitable spiral yeah, yeah. you never hear of recreational heroin use exactly mm. now oh, but i met a person once who had who told me that they tried heroin twice and that it was very nice and that they had to stop them. But I think to because my people mind, smoke, you can, you can inject it. Yeah. But there's also a slightly less addictive way to take it, Smoke which it. is smoking it. Yeah. So I, I Kids, heard, don't try this at home. Don't. I have heard of people who have smoked heroin. Well, this is why I'm asking, right? Because with ecstasy, I'm like, this all tracks. You're fucking so delighted to be out with mm. your pals, dancing, having great fun. Yeah. Whereas heroin in my head is like sitting in a room, kind of in your own More solitary thing, experience. And it feels not party. Exactly. But that's where I'm like, but I don't know. That's why I'm curious. And I kind of was like, I was on Reddit and I was like trying to find out if there was somebody on Reddit who could like describe better to me why heroin might be good for clubbing. But I didn't really is get it, any satisfaction it? there. What's the effect of heroin? Well, that's it. I thought it was like Dopamine. morphine, like beautiful. Euphoria. Maybe and it is. Yeah, I suppose clubby. maybe there's euphoria as well. Like the thing is as well, you see, I think loads of the heroin depictions that we're like familiar with are like deep into the spiral where people are using at this point only to stay out of sickness, withdrawal. Yeah. Mm. And they're really fucked out of it all the time. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we like the beginning stages probably do look a bit more like a club Maybe. scene, I yeah. imagine. Yeah. Anyway, they were onto, they liked a kind of a bit of lucky dip bags of drugs too, where it would just be any old concoction and you wouldn't know. Like there was a few kind of acronyms, I can't find it here now, where it was like, oh, you know, um, Q. Cat ecstasy weed. And I'm ah. like, they're all doing very different yeah, things. Exactly. That's pinballing around. Yeah. You want to go with the uppers and lean into uppers. Or, and then later, do you know that kind of way? But you're I'm feeling dizzy. They had prescription. What? They had feeling dizzy. They had dizzy. You're feeling dizzy. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there was a, a guy on the scene who was called Angel. And he was really um, well known because he had these really beautiful uh, angel wings, mm -hmm. uh, huge, like Victoria's Secret models. I swear every fucking boring thing has, has taken something from this kind of scene. Yeah. I think we've seen it a bajillion times before and sanitized it and made it tedious. But like he had these beautiful angel wings and he used to kind of wear these kind of slightly sort of dom sort of outfits like kind of the leather straps and kind of like this sort of cap and he just had this really distinctive look and um he kind of came in the, on the scene in the early 90s and he was colombian he's from a pretty traditional family and he'd moved to new york when he was a kid and um he he actually had a brother who was like his uh kind of they looked very like but he was like the polar opposite of uh, uh angel and he was like this really macho um, salsa DJ love it mm -hmm. um, whereas Angel was gay and obviously very into the club scene and um, quite 
Well, like flamboyant in his like costume and stuff like that, but I don't think he's particularly flamboyant in his personality. Um, but like not a lot is known about him. Mm. Um, but he was a drug dealer. Um, but he was a very astute drug dealer who did not do drugs himself. Angel was drunk at high in your own supply. Angel was the drug dealer. Yeah. Okay. And, Supplying uh, drugs, drugs to the rest of the kids. Yeah, yeah. And working with Peter Gation. Okay. Uh, it's believed. Um, but he was certainly giving, yeah, selling drugs to Michael Alec, all of their friends. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was, um, and he sometimes like lived with Michael Alec and um, that was great for Michael because mm. he obviously needed a steady supply um, because he was like now deeply addicted to um, heroin. And uh, that he lived with this other guy who was called Freeze. He has another name, but there's really no point in getting into it. It's always called Freeze. And um, he was a drug dealer as well. Right. And so they all kind of lived in this apartment. And like Angel was kind of sometimes living there, sometimes not, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, um, and they kind of had this kind of dynamic with Angel that was shitty, where it'd be a bit kind of like, um, they'd kind of slightly love bomb him because they wanted his drugs and yeah. then they'd kind of be a bit like oh Angel's just such a poser he's such a tryhard uh. and like like I said kind of school shit you know mm-hmm. and um, I don't know as well like Angel was gorgeous and I would kind of I was I'd always got this like vague sense I was like you know was there a bit of like jealousy yeah something like that oh to be honest they were all kind of yeah I mean Michael Alec was um, gorgeous as well He still was very close With his mum by the way mm-hmm. Elkie No stranger to the club scene After her son got involved He uh, She Attended his 21st birthday party He threw himself A huge 21st birthday yeah. party And Elkie came along Full Got into the full club kid um, They were outfits. so young He was only 21 Yeah yeah and like she's there in like her bustier, amazing makeup. Um, he gave her ecstasy for the first time. And um, yeah, they they were still very close, basically. Okay. That's what I'm saying. He gave her, he gave his mom ecstasy. Yeah. Cool. I know. <laughs> I was about to talk about another mom on ecstasy, but I realized we're on the main feed. Yes, I know what you're, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell the patrons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, what are you guys? We're just made through. Never mind. Keep going. Um, and so there's actually a, a whole show. I've watched so much Geraldo yeah. in the last few days, but there's a whole episode that has Angel and Michael Alec and like a whole bunch of them obviously on at the same time. And it's really mad to see them all there together given what happens next this is sophie and jen trying to tell you that we are cock blocking no blue balling no more edging Mm. we're edging we're taking away the second half of the story because it's fucking colossal we're still not quite at you know we've still got a fucking about an hour to go more or less of this also If you're all like, yeah, well, I know the end of the story, Sophie. Like, I know about Michael Alec. You fucking don't. There's a twist. You don't know about the darkest epilogue 
of all time a creep story has ever had mm-hmm. which literally i only came across a few weeks ago and so just just saying okay part two is available to patrons right now over. straight away yeah so get it's it there yes so go it's ready for you log in and listen and if you're not a patron yet this might be the push you're looking for Now, if you're not a patron and you're not willing to do it, fear not, next Tuesday, the main episode will come out a week early and it will be part two of this. So, you know, you have to You can have it straight away now. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.